there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BadSecretMedia.com Hey there, gamers. This is Toby, and this is a pocket review. These are some of the games that we're not going to touch on the main show, and this episode is actually going to be a companion piece because we just recently covered the Batman Nintendo game. And on this episode, I'm going to review the Batman Game Boy game. Usually these episodes are only available on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com backslash badsecretmedia, where we've got a ton of extra content. For as low as $1 a month, you can help support the show and get these pocket reviews, along with the press start to continues, which is the pre-show or after show of the regular show with me and Goobs. Plus, like I said, lots and lots of other content. This game was released on the Game Boy in June 1990 in North America. It was developed and published by Sunsoft. It is a single-player run-and-gun platformer. And there's a little bit of a story. A police officer over a radio, I believe, tells Gordon that Jack has sneaked into the Axis Chemical Factory, and Gordon says, got it. The picture, though, is a picture of Batman, and that's all the story it gives you at the start of the game. I'm thinking the story takes a backseat in this particular game. Use the D-pad to move around. You have one button to shoot your gun and another button to jump. At the top of the screen, it gives you a ton of info. Starting from left, it gives you what stage you're on. For example, 1-1. Then it gives you your weapon along with the letter and the level for that weapon. Under that, you have your score and how many lives you have left and your health bar. Now, there are different weapons and upgrades. Your normal weapon is just an N, and it's what you start the game out with. It's just a gun that fires normally, and it goes all the way across the screen, but doesn't go through walls. That's important because some of these weapons have different abilities. S is for shot weapon. It's got a shorter shooting distance, but shoots faster. W is for wave, and it shoots in a wave pattern and can go through walls and goes all the way across the screen. P is for power weapon. It shoots through walls and goes the length of the screen. R is for batarang. Why R is batarang? I don't have any <laughs> real reason, but it's R. And it's it's the batarang. It's the boomerang. It'll uh, come back to you. Which, that was one of my favorite ones to use because sometimes I would miss enemies and it would get them on the rebound coming back towards you. Then you've got T, which is the tranquilizer weapon. It's the most powerful weapon and can be shot through walls, but can't be shot consistently. There's a thing that looks like a gun that apparently is the power-up thing. I thought you had to collect more of the same letter, 
but apparently I was wrong, I suppose. It'll accelerate the firing of whatever weapon you have equipped up to the seventh level. And that's what the manual says anyway. It also won't work on the tranquilizer gun. And for some reason, you can find the same icon, except it's white. Like, the colors are flipped, and it slows the gun down. So it takes it down a level, I guess. There's the Batwing item, and it looks like a Batman logo. You can collect these bat wings that will spin around you and hurt enemies when they touch them. The more you collect, the more they go around you, and the faster they will go. You can collect up to four of them, and you lose them if any enemy shoots them, or if you die. There is also a clear-all that is supposed to look like a smoke bullet, and it looks sort of like a pill, like a vertical pill, so it's a clear-all. There is a B icon, and that's just for bonus. It gives you 5,000 points. Then there's a heart icon that'll give you one increment of health. And then there are Batman heads that will give you an extra life. The game starts with a Batman logo flipping around. It really likes this effect because it does it through every level. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a panel change or what, but it's just, I don't know. It felt really weird and really cheap. So let's go through the levels real quick. Level 1 looks like you fight your way through what appears to be more of a city setting to get to the chemical factory. The game looks a lot like Super Mario Land. It even has like the blocks that you have to break for the items. And the end of the level looks the same, like it's got that little door down in the corner. Now it doesn't have two like in Super Mario Land, but it does have a door at the bottom and like a wall. It's really odd. So here's my complaint, but it's not really a complaint. Batman. Batman looks like he's a kid wearing a bat suit. It looks like it's too big for him and like he's fighting all the grown-ups. I don't know why his sprite looks so much different than everyone else's, but it just looks funny and he's much shorter than all the, the bad guys. So level 1-2 is a chemical factory. It's full of beams and metal containers. Honestly, it looks more like a construction site, more than a factory, whatever. Level 1-3 is the same. Then you go to level 1B, which is a fight with Jack. And I think the B is for boss. So one boss. So like the NES game, which there's not many similarities except this, Jack is much bigger than Batman. A.K.A. the Joker. Spoiler alert, I suppose. But yeah, he's almost double your size. You defeat him and you get an animation of him falling into the chemical which that was pretty cool then you get some dialogue from the joker about how he can't be destroyed for the most part all the enemies look like grown-ups like i was saying and they all look pretty similar there's not much difference between them so level 2-1 is gotham again and this time things just randomly fall out of the sky onto you as you're platforming it's really weird there's a lot of platforming in this too a lot level 2-2 is the I'm not even going to try to pronounce this word, but it's a museum. And there isn't any story. You're just going here fighting bad guys randomly. Obviously, it's following some kind of uh, movie beats, but it, there's no story telling you what's going on. Level 2-3 is the same, but at the end, it has a cutscene of the Batmobile driving off. It looks like a bank vault above it for some reason, which was weird because I felt like this entire level, both of these levels, looked more like a bank than a museum. So I don't know if it maybe was a bank and whatever. 3-1 has you flying the Batwing. And it's a side-scrolling shooter level. 
it's a nice little change up in the gameplay. You shoot helicopters, planes, you do different weapon power-ups, and it's kind of cool. You have a boss fight? I don't really know how to explain the fight without it being long and convoluted, but eh, there's a boss fight. 3-2 is the same, except a hell of a lot more enemies, and now I'm already sick of this gimmick. I just wrote in my notes, I'm sick of this gimmick already because the levels kind of drag on. But after that, you get a cutscene of the Joker challenging Batman on a TV monitor. So level 4-1 is the Gotham Cathedral, and there's lots and lots of platforming, and it's a very scary cathedral. Like, it's very gothic-looking and whatnot. 4-2 forces you to move forward while platforming faster because the screen is scrolling. And 4-B, for boss, I assume. You fight Joker, but he's exactly the same. It's the same fight that you did before in the first one when he was Jack. Uh, the background has the big bell. It's pretty cool. Uh, it sets the mood that you're in the cathedral, and if you watch the movie, you know, it's there. But yeah, he's got the exact same moves. He's easy, and now his sprite's a little bit different. Still bigger than you, but different nonetheless. You get a little cutscene of Dead Joker on the ground and Batman on the roof looking at the bat signal. It's definitely no NES ending where he falls off and it shows it all. But, uh, yeah. Overall, this game was sort of fun at first. It just felt like it just felt like Super Mario Land reskinned with weapons. The sprites were just weird. Batman just looked so small and odd while everyone looks normal and big. This game is super heavy on platforming. I enjoyed the break with the flying shooter level. It just lasted too long, but was just right. Like, I, I was starting to trip about how long it was, but honestly, it was just right. Two levels, perfect. There's only two bosses, and they had the exact same pattern. I mean, there was the plane boss, but I still feel like that was different and weird. But the fact that you only have two bosses being Jack and Joker... It's cool story-wise because, you know, he is kind of like two different characters for the most part, but boring for gameplay-wise because he didn't change his move setup. I think they may have overdone it with the options of weapons. There was just too many choices. It was just confusing how many there were. Like, I was just getting confused on which was what. I kept changing and couldn't remember what did what. You almost need the manual sitting beside you to constantly remind you of like, oh, wait, this is the one I want to touch and pick up. And the power-up to slow down your shooting rate? I, Who would want to do that? I don't know. I, I guess that's supposed to be there to make you watch what you're picking up. But still, it's, it's such a dumb power-up. I hate those kind of like negative power-ups. Like the poison mushroom in the Lost Worlds of Mario. The story was super weak. It could have been a lot better. The music was fine, I suppose. Overall, it's not a terrible game, but you can beat it in about 25 to 30 minutes, but it just didn't feel like Batman. It literally could have been any other character. This could have been Die Hard 3, the game, with a different sprite and cutscenes, and it wouldn't have changed anything. For a Batman game, I wouldn't really suggest this one. I'm going to give this one a 5, because it's playable, but don't. If you're looking to add this to your collection, or you just want to play a good old physical media... Loose, this game's going to cost you around $17. Complete in box, it's going to be around $135. I'd like to thank you for listening to this pocket review, which, again, these are usually a part of the 
Patreon. So go to patreon.com backslash badsecretmedia and join for as little as $1. And again, we've got a bunch of content Goobs and I have done for the last couple years. Lots and lots of stuff. Uh, We do the getting headlines where we talk about goofy headlines. We've got the We Love Tops where we talk about our top 10 list of things. And uh, again, just a bunch of stuff. Any Anything that we can think of, we try to include on our Patreon. So please, go join. And again, uh, we appreciate you supporting the show and listening. And that's it for this one. Game over, folks! Our system games and batteries all sold separately.